What's up everyone? This is Pastor Sam. This is Danny. And together, we explore the book of Mark. Join us each week as we dive into each chapter outside of our Sunday morning messages. We explore what this book is trying to teach us. And today, traditions. And commandments. Okay, what defiles a person? The Syrophoenician woman's faith. Jesus heals the deaf man in a really cool way. Yeah, we are in it. We are in it. We are in chapter seven. Seven. That's the perfect number, Danny. It's the complete number. If we got here, I think we can do a few more. What do you we say? We can retire after seven, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. There's still ten other chapters, boy. Well, nine, nine, nine. You know, pastor's math, how that is. Yeah, yeah. Always adding where there is no addiction. Exactly. Hey, I do have a question if we jump into chapter 7 for you, though. You got if you got an answer. If you have a question, I'll give you uh, an answer. I got a question for you. Uh, some people have asked me to ask oh, you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I thought it was a Bible question. <laughs> some people have asked me to ask you, what numbers verse were you referring to on Sunday in chapter 6? Chapter Yeah, from chapter 6 of the sermon. You were, you were talking about a verse in Numbers, but when... Numbers 23, 19. So, I have it wrong up there. It was it was wrong up there. So yeah. there you have it. He's correcting the, he's correcting yeah, the record, Yeah, I did. Right? I did. I was writing it. So uh, this is a podcast, not a, a, a <laughs> recap last week. I had a very busy week last week. That sermon got done Thursday at 5 p.m. <laughs> so I was in a hurry, hurry, hurry to finish uh, that sermon. So... I did not check back my uh, verses when I was writing, made a couple of mistakes there. I felt bad for the worship team who had to post that up there, but that's my fault. So here you get it. I apologize for that. Um, yeah, that's, no, that, no, that's no. good. It was just you want a busy pastor. You don't want a pastor who just sits it's in his right, and exactly, doing anything, right? Exactly. Okay, all right. Here you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. It's Numbers 23 verse 19. 23 verse 19. You gotta remember that verse is important. It's important. That's what they say. They say he says to highlight it. <laughs> and then the verse is wrong. <laughs> now I'm thinking here, is it right? Verses 19. Yes, verse 23, 19. I'm right today. God is not a man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said it and will not do it? Or has he spoken and will not be fulfilled? So there you got it. That's Balaam's talking. It's a very important passage, too. All right. All right. Well, switching over our attention to chapter 7, then. What is your thoughts on chapter 7? What are you, what, what are you thinking? Well, I, I know you, you preached this past week on, um, this week on, you know. The Phoenician lady. Yeah, the Phoenician lady talking about faith and, and what is true faith and what does that look like. And, um, you know, it's interesting because. This chapter it starts off with the traditions and the commandments, and you know the first section is about the the Pharisee and Jesus. He's teaching his apostles the difference between human religious tra- human religious tra- traditions and the authority. Oh, man, I got I can't get my words out today. Uh, you're a Brazilian today. I'm gonna get those all. I've been eating those olives. Practicing. <laughs> 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 The 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 authoritative word of God, the difference between human traditions and the authoritative word of God, and the Pharisees they 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 made life a work out of creating and maintaining this intricate set of religious rules and traditions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was based on not necessarily authorized by God, but it was based on you know their interpretations, things that they added, 
and stuff. They started from one place, which was God's word, but mm-hmm. then it kind of grew and grew from there. So, uh, so let, let me, there's two things I think we need to talk about here as we continue this conversation. I think the first one is this, tradition. Every time we talk about tradition, it seems to be a bad word. Tradition is not a bad word. We have traditions at home. Don't you have traditions Yeah, at home? we all have traditions. We all have traditions. As an American, we have different traditions, right? I was just at a good traditions. I was just at a basketball game the other day, and, and the announcer said, this time, remove your caps, look at the flag, let's sing the end. That's a good tradition. We are proud of That's something that we do, right? You, you might have traditions at home. Some people have tradition of eating uh, dinner ar- around the table. Some people have traditions of... Um, of playing games with their kids. Traditions are good. There are families that have like family tradition trips, vacation trips, like, right? I wish I had the money for that kind of stuff. Maybe if I make Buddha's money one of these days. Hey, I've been on as many trips as you have. (laughs) None. (laughs) But so there is some good traditions out there. And and Jesus is not trying to uh, demolish traditions. What he's trying to do is that traditions, especially uh, religious traditions should never come become priority, come before God's word. That's yeah. what he's trying to teach here. Yeah, right. And, yeah, and we see he gets a little bit more. I want confrontational because sure, he, yeah, he, it he, is he, a confrontation yeah, for sure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's like, because there has been other times when the Pharisees accused him of different things, like when his disciples was harvest, harvesting grain on the Sabbath. When they accuse him of healing the, the man with the withered arm on the Sabbath, you mm-hmm. know. But here he's, uh, they challenge, the challenge, there's two things here. There's the challenge and there's the reply. Sure. In, in Mark 7, 1 through 5, mm-hmm. the challenge of the Pharisees, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and read it so we can kind of set up a, a, a listeners to what we have here. It says, now when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is unwashed. And then it wait, has this bracket here. Yeah, yeah. Go Jesus, ahead. like, uh, are they all pigs over there? Like, not washing their hands, not, <laughs> not you know, like whatever you call it in America. Like, what do you call a kid? Like, you know, like, uh, there's no hygiene here. Is that what he's talking about? Is that lack of hygiene? No, it's that, and that's the thing because we read that we think like they're not eating right, but if you really study it, it's like they're like you have to wash your hands. You have to go all the way up to your elbows, well, like all the way, like. All these different ritualistic way of washing, mm-hmm. and he went. And I like it's funny. They're like, it wasn't. They weren't accusing Jesus. They were accusing disciples. But they come to Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> and that that's the hypo- one of the hypocrisy of these of these time. So uh, keep reading, so we can finish. It, so then we can. It says it. for the the Pharisees and all the Jews, they did not eat. Right, they did not eat unless they did these things. Mm-hmm. They washed their hands properly, mm-hmm. which held to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. Mm-hmm. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of the cups, washing of the pot and the copper vessels, and all the dining couches. So man, it's it's a process to eat. But 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 if it's a twenty first century mind reads this and thinks, oh man, Jesus and his disciples they had no hygiene whatsoever. No hygiene, These guys are gross. They're just going <laughs> around and uh, you know touching things with dirty hands. They go to the bathroom, don't wash, come out of there, and they are now eating food that like disgusting. But that's actually not what's going on here. And I think we need to explain a little bit of yeah. of what's going on here. Uh, so let's back up a little bit about. Jewish traditions. When most people think of the Torah, mm-hmm. we talk. Most people have heard this word. They they probably think of like of the scroll, just you know, in a synagogue, and this, this scroll being rolling down and 
first five books of the Bible. Yeah, but but here's the thing. Uh, the Hebrew Bible is much more than just the Torah, right? There's 24 books on there, and there's the Torah, there's two Torahs, there's the written Torah, and then there is oral Torah, which many of us have heard be saying is the oral law, right? And the oral law, the traditions uh, of the oral, oral, oral law, uh, within that there is two books, there is two writings within there, there is two parts to the oral law, which is the uh, the Mashna and then Jamara, and then jointly they're called the Tamad. Mm -hmm. So there is two laws, the oral law and the written law. The written law is what God gave Moses. The mm -hmm. written law is what God gave Moses. And then the other law, tradition, Jewish tradition said that was given by God in a spoken version to the elders of the time. Right? And then and then they wrote it down on Mount Sinai. So here, so so that's what Jesus is kind of attacking, and this is what Jesus is, is trying to um to, to address to. The classic statement of the authority of the oral Torah is found in the first Mishnah Avod 1.1, which is the book, mm -hmm. and then the, the chapter and the verse. And this is what it says. Moses received the Torah as Sinai and transmitted to Joshua, and Joshua to the elders, and the elders to the prophets, and the prophets to the, uh, to the men of great assembly. So this statement meant uh, to uh, it was uh, was meant to establish that the tradition practiced during the time of the Mashna uh, were not human creation. That what these guys were doing was not human creation, but was traced back to the authority of the Sinai, uh, and in the Middle Ages, uh, it was written down and then it was introduced as the Mishnah. So, yeah. so. There's what God gave, and then that's what man heard, and then it trickles down from that. Yeah. So Jesus is committed to the Torah, he's committed to the written law, but Jesus is not committed to the oral law of the elders. Yeah, which is why you see his how he responds in the way that he did. In the sense that he calls them right off the bat hypocrites. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> he said, "For it is written," and then he quotes Isaiah there. Mm. Right. The people honor me with their lips, but their hearts is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Meaning the things that they put, the tradition that they put in there, that is their doctrine now, and they're mm -hmm. holding everyone to that standard. The Pharisees, they come to Jesus here. Not really asking for information, but the purpose of incrimination. They want to incriminate him, right? Yeah, and incriminate him from be, for being unclean. Unclean. And yes. this uncleanliness has nothing to do with physical cleanliness and uncleanliness. It has everything to do with spiritual cleanliness and uncleanliness. And that's what Jesus is speaking up. She's mm -hmm. like, in the Old Testament, only the priests were supposed to do this washing. Do you know that? In the Old Testament, only the priests were supposed to do that. Not everybody else was supposed to participate on all this ritual. Only the on, in the Old Testament, only the priests. Yeah. How is it they went from the priests to everybody else having to, well, to to obey this? Because the oral law was the involving law. The the trickle down, the, the, the passing down, the mm -hmm. adding on, mm -hmm. the dropping off. Mm -hmm. You know. And, and it's like the play in the memory game, right? The telephone game. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but that's exactly what it is. 
So, you know, uh, it, was, and, and it was a way of keeping people out. The unclean for a Pharisee, for a, a Pharisee rabbi, or any form of a, a way of excluding someone from, the, from their midst. So, you know, here is Jesus with, uh, so in the back in the day, in the Old Testament, it was a woman who had a childbirth, corpses, right? A, a creeping things that you touch, idols, uh, certain classes of people such as lepers, the Samaritans, Gentiles. If you touch those people, you became spiritually unclean. Okay. But then here you have Jesus, right? Touching lepers, tax collector, Gentile, menstruating women, corpses, you know, rituals. So these rituals of so these rituals of washing kept all those people outside of God's kingdom, kept people outside of of what God uh, have intended for uh, for the people of God to be composed of. And Jesus said, like, mm -mm -mm. Mm -hmm. no, we're, we're not, not, <laughs> not going to call people who are not un, uh, unclean spiritually. Uh, clean is spiritually unclean just because they have a yeah. physical condition. This is not a physical condition. This is a spiritual condition. Yeah, he uses a strong word, though, hypocrite. It does. And, and, and uh, what kind of hypocrites those are? What, what is that quote of Isaiah? What does that talk to them then? Well, it, it, it describes two kinds of hypocrisy, mm -hmm. right? We talked about this a little bit briefly. As, as a person who honors God with their words, but they don't follow with actions, right? Yeah. How many, how many of us do that? We're, we're hypocrites ourselves sometimes, right? We, we honor God with what we say, but yet what we do speaks something different. Uh, isn't that one of the biggest criticisms? I, 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 we isn't that one of the biggest criticisms of the church, though, that we are hypocrites? I hear that all the that's time. The, that's the number one criticism. So how can we overcome that? In a sense, uh, how do you overcome hypocrisy? Do you have an idea? I don't know. We haven't talked about this before. I, I'm just I, asking you a question. What do you think? Well, I, th I think to understand the, the the word of hypocrisy, hypocrite, the root word of the original Greek language, it described an actor under a mask, right? Mm. So mm -hmm. essentially, that's what it comes up to, right? You're you're wearing a mask, essentially, masqueraders. Mm -hmm. We're ma we're all masqueraders, right? Sure, yeah. And um, you know, when we when we act a certain way, and then we turn around and do something else, we're hypocrites. And so, human nature, we we tend to do that. I, I think it's the it's the desire to want to honor God in all that we do, and recognizing that sometimes we will be hypocrites. Right. Yeah, but I, I think uh, you know. I think one of the best ways to cure hypocrisy, you know what it is? Transparency. Yeah. Why don't you call a spade a spade? Yeah. If it quacks, <laughs> if a duck quacks, is a quack. If it quacks, is a duck or whatever. What is, though, what the what is, what is. What the heck is that? <laughs> if a duck quack, it quacks. <laughs> I was relying on your English for today, but I guess it's not going to be a good thing. No, it won't be a good but, thing. Uh, but isn't that why Americans say, like, you know, English say, like, if 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 um if it quacks, is a duck or something like that, uh, you know? Um, Someone in the podcast, they will be repeating there. No, it's, you know, yeah. But yeah, so like sometimes transparency on our part would go a long ways and killing this idea that we are hypocrites. Just tell people, you know what? We are well, sinners. We are going to mess up. We do make mistakes at times. That's well, not. It's not a. It's not a voluntary thing. It's not a. Uh, it's not an intentional thing. I mean to say, yeah, it's, yeah, an, yeah. it's an unintentional thing. Unintentional. Yeah. I'm not intended to, to fake it. Yeah. There are, but here's where there are some Christians, though, that they should be calling themselves spades, but they're not. They're trying to, yeah. to fake it, and they are intentionally faking it. 
And I think that's where God will have to do with that with them. Uh, but I think it is important for us to be authentic in our faith and then say, you know what, people of the world, yeah. you see me as a hypocrite just because I can't, I don't get it all together. I am imperfect. I'm still uh, in the making. Yeah, still a work in progress. And I like what you said, transparency, because that, that I think that's the best way to put it. Because when you're transparent, you're gonna have to be a little vulnerable. Oh, gee, no. you, you're gonna have to be a little, yeah. little humble. And those both words are fear. Yeah, you're afraid of those both of them. And, and that's what I was kind of leading to because when people hear about being vulnerable, no one wants to be vulnerable. No, no. one wants to look like they're weak. No one wants to be look like you know. What is the one thing we don't focus on is our weaknesses, right? That's right. And <laughs> isn't that Paul say in my weaknesses? It, you you go. You're right where I'm at. Right? Mm -hmm. Is in your weaknesses the way you boast. And your weaknesses is when God can actually. That's when you know it's not you. Mm -hmm. That's it, when you know it's not you. Okay, so that, that was the first kind of hypocrisy, being you know speaking one way but doing something else. And the other one is is. They were teaching things. They they had created their own set of rules or, or doctrine in a sense, and they were teaching it as if it came from God. Mm -hmm. So that's the other kind of hip, 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 hypocrisism here that that Isaiah is kind of describing, and it, what it, Jesus is leaning into. And that has, so that has to do with the heart, the first one, yep. and the second one has to do with idolatry, thinking yes. that what you have created is more important than what God. So replacing God in the heart of men, replacing God from the teachings of men, which is something that as teachers of God's word, you and I, as, as we preach, as we teach, as we do this podcast, we're very concerned about. We want to make sure that what is God's, that God's teachings is highlighted, not uh, our, uh, our opinions in, in, uh, about the teachings of God. So. Yeah, and, and then, you know, the, the verses goes on, you know, he continues, he, he just goes in and he just kind of lays into them, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of going through and he's just giving them fact 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 and then he kind of lands and he says something even worse even even mm -hmm. more imposing is that he said is not only do they teach their human tradition but they first remove god's laws they remove god's laws altogether and teaching that that's like <laughs> he's really cutting into them here cutting deep i i I think the warning is for them, and I think the warning is for us, oh, yeah. because, you know, there is a lot of teachings in the church today that I have heard, that, and I usually try to clean them up a little bit, that I think is just not in the Bible. Well, it, you know, I, 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 I thought one from the pulpit the other day, where people are, are saying that uh, people usually say, God won't give you more than you can handle. Well, life is more than we can handle at times. <laughs> And we are giving, so yeah, uh, you know. So we we talked uh, talked about that. Well, uh, it's very, it's very easy for us to read, and we're like, man, those people, they just didn't get it, right? But mm -hmm. yet we are the ones missing the whole point too. That is so true. So we got to read God's word with a kind of like a dual purpose to kind of understand what was happening, how the people, were, what was going on at the time, but also what it means for us. We know that, but but can I pick on this here? Yeah. You talk about verse nine, right? Yeah. So I like how Jesus put, you have a fine way <laughs> of yeah. rejecting. You're not blunt about this. Yeah. You're very methodical. Methodical, what? yeah. Methodical. That means you know what you're doing. You're ex that's <laughs> it's intentional. Very intentional. They know what they're doing. And I think Jesus is is, 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 is uh, packing a punch here right at their, uh, at their tummy 
and they're not happy about it and they know what he's doing well you know why because for all these years no one's called him on it no yeah here comes the one who knows it mm -hmm. who wrote it who gave it and he's saying hey hey what he said it's not what it meant um i do have a trick question for you though okay uh, unless you have more stuff on this tradition stuff before we go to what the no i think we, we kind of uh, i think i kind of parsed it out a lot there i think it was important for people to know about the torah i think that division of the torah was important uh, is important in my mind for you to understand this text uh it, it kind of tells you the weight of what the tradition what the weight of the tradition in the hearts and the minds of the jewish people one thing we didn't talk about before you talk about is that because of how mark writes these oh, yeah, yeah, with the yeah, addendum yeah. on there which yeah. is those parentheses which is on verse three and four mark was really not writing this book for jewish people he was writing to gentiles this the book of mark uh, many believe uh many scholars believe is one of the reasons why they believe that is because of these verse three and four Mark is really explaining to non-Jewish individuals yeah. the tradition, the Jewish traditions that Jesus was trying. Because he wouldn't to. have, he wouldn't have to necessarily do that if it's a Jewish audience. No, but it also makes makes sense because we say if, if you're going to speak to someone who's never gone to church, mm -hmm. the, the gospel that you start with is Mark. Yes, and, right? and, and and yes, and here's another thing. Okay, you said that I need to say this, and that's why Christians need to clean their their language a little bit from traditions of Christianity. To make it more tangible yeah. for people of the world we speak a whole nother language in the church at times that people really don't understand people of the world don't understand and so i think christians need to be very we followers of jesus in the 21st century we have to find ways of cleaning our our, our language up in a way that is clear for the people of the world yeah. which when we talk about grace can we can we before we really say the word grace can we really dumb down i don't know if that's the right word dumb down or make it more simplistic what grace is so that yeah. people can catch up with the terminology so that we can use we use the word righteousness people are like righteousness what well that yeah mean? yeah me i get what you're saying because a lot of times we take for granted some of the things because we we are christians now and we and we read these things and we talk about these things that someone they may not understand like what is messiah yeah and we take for granted that right we people we talk about even when we're preaching and we say like so I know something you're preaching. Remember Noah, and like sometimes you gotta be like, "Ooh, people do not know who they Noah." They may not know Noah. You may not know the story of Moses. So you gotta That's like right. give a little bit of context. That's right to help people. But you're right. We have to take that extra step because that's what me. That's what it means to meet people where they're at, not mm -hmm. where you're at. That's meet right. people where they're at, and where they're at is still learning and growing, and and we have to kind of, to your, for lack of a better word, dumb it down in a sense to mm -hmm. make it more digestible. So people can understand. But most followers of Jesus Christ in the 21st century can care less about where people are at. They care <laughs> where they are at. And if they don't come my way and do things my way, guess what? They're not part of the church. And you know what I say? Hypocrites. That's exactly <laughs> it. We do this, you know, many of we us all do the same we, thing. We all, we all are hypocritical at times. I, I wish I could say I'm not a hypocrite, but I'd be lying. I mean, and, and, I hope, and I hope Delaware Christian Church will be tackled this head on and say, you know what? Uh, we are gotta be transparent here. We don't get it all together sometimes, and most of the times, maybe all the time, we should be meet people where they're at to bring them closer to Jesus, and then maybe then we can use uh, full on words that uh, everybody knows and and practices that everybody knows, and and expect people to do what uh, a mature follower of Jesus might do. So.
Anyways, now we're preaching and stuff. Now we're preaching, yeah. I do have a trick question for you. Okay, though. go ahead. What happened to verse 16? Well, I have put verse 16. Can you read verse 16 for me? I just did. <laughs> what did it say? <laughs> That's what it said. <laughs> said nothing because it ain't there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what well, if someone reading this want to know what happened to verse 16? So tell me, why I put verse 16? Well, verse six, uh, verse sixteen wasn't in the original. Like even, you know, these verses didn't come into like after mm -hmm. the fact, mm -hmm. right? But I was doing a lot of research on that because I I did. Where's verse sixteen? And uh, it's it said that it's that it's there, but it wasn't included because it didn't go with what it says. But basically, it was saying it was said, "He who has ears, let him hear," or some some form of variation of that, as he's talking about you know what's happening. Like you said, what comes out of man, what defiles him. Mm -hmm. He who has ears, let him hear. Or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. So it was. It, it wasn't like. It's not like it's inaccurate. It's it. What what God wanted to appear here is here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll keep with your words. <laughs> to to be honest with you, uh, I read a lot of commentaries to preach on this sermon uh, that I preached this week, and I. Nobody ever talked about verse 16, so I'm ignorant on that. I didn't even notice that there was no such a thing as verse 16. Good job. Your Bible is fine. It's not wrong. It's Just write wrong. it down in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, but, but what the maybe, maybe we can. Maybe we can. I can study on that and, and revisit that later. Going back to what defiles you and what's, what's going into you, he say nothing that you put in you, defiling what comes out of you. And it says, thus, therefore, it declares all foods clean. You know, mm -hmm. there was there was unclean foods that foods that they didn't eat because it was just it was not considered to be clean. Here, Jesus is, is pretty much has declared like all foods clean. Yes, he has. Uh, he's just trying to tell people like, you know what? Uh, Jewish tradition does not play a role on the life. Of followers of Jesus that's good news <laughs> that is great news uh, is lifting the burden from the life of the followers of Jesus these traditions of men imposed by men into people's lives just said that we are not carrying that weight along we are going to focus on what God Yahweh the Almighty one the Creator wants for his children not what man has added to it we are going to focus on what God wants, God's word, the written word, the Torah, uh, the uh, the written word, uh, not the oral traditions of men, the Mishnah, the Shemnah, the, the Talmud. So, uh, so he is um, doing that, and he's attacking the heart, right? He he's using like this analogy. He's talking about like, listen, if what you eat makes you unclean, that's weird. That. You know, uncleanness and defilement are matters of the intention of the heart, not a violation of cultic rituals or cultural rituals or formalities. What makes you unclean or what defiles you? It is the intention of the heart. Yeah, I mean, he, not he was, if you use silverware or if you're grabbing with your hands. Yeah, I mean, impurity are. are, are are things produced by the heart like what we say what we think and the things that we do those are the things that makes us impure in God's eyes right mm -hmm. so if we do those things if we do things that we shouldn't according to what his 
what he's called, then that's what makes you impure. Not the fact that you put something in. The fact here is that Jesus continues to kind of teach them about this impurity. And, and he says he pronounced all, all foods clean. is meant that there was no moral value in, in eating or not eating certain foods. Yeah. And, and, and here's the, the thing that's funny. Uh, okay, so the rabbis, they had a catalog of things that you did. They had a catalog of infractions, of legal observations, obs observances. They had a catalog of, if you broke those, so they have a this catalog of infractions of the legal uh, traditions. But Jesus' catalog was a little deeper than that. And that was the evil aspect of the horse. They are here talking about cleaning hands, and Jesus is talking about um, actually what comes from your horde, the evil thoughts, uh, the sexual immorality, theft, murder. Those things starts in the horde. My catalog goes deeper than that. And I think it's funny because the first six terms occur in the plural, denotating evil acts. Mm -hmm. The six words there in verse 21 on the catalog from Jesus, out of the heart of man comes evil thoughts, sexual um, uh, immorality, mm -hmm. theft, murder, adultery. All of those, they are evil acts. They are in the plural. So they, they, they talk about evil acts. And then the later six terms that, that is here, it is on the singular, which is talking about the attitudes of, of men, coveting, weaknesses, deceits, sexuality, envy, slander, pride. So if you come back one, two, three, four, five, six, from the seats on is about your attitude. And from that from those other before is um is about acts that that you do. So um it's very important that you pay attention to that. Uh that Jesus is saying. So what Jesus is saying is from the heart comes actions and attitude, and those are what defile a person. Not not yeah. ritual uh, infractions, legal ritual infractions. Yeah, I, I think this is kind of like a turning point here for, for Jesus with the, with the Pharisees and scribes because it's at this point that he really becomes a mortal enemy of them because he not only answered their when they charged him, they can't come to him asking about why, but he denounced and he exposed them. He exposed them for the hypocrites that they are and, and he teaches us, it's, and we got to be careful because if if, if we if we continue to lean into a hypocritical lifestyle, it can be very dangerous because we lose the power to change or have an effect on lives when we change God's word for our own human understanding, mm -hmm. for our own human traditions. Mm -hmm. When we lose sight of what's important, we can't focus on, on obeying God because the two focus on keeping up with what we've determined or what sure. we've put Or in, what other people have determined. What, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think... And, and then that ultimately leads to us losing our salvation because Jesus tells us only those of us who obey the word of God mm -hmm. will enter into the kingdom of heaven. So it's all directly related, all correlated, because when you put focus on the wrong thing, you're, you're, you're betting on the wrong horse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I well, think that is that right there. You got to know which horse you're betting on. You got to know which horse you're, you're going to. Right all the way through, and I'm I'm riding on the Jesus horse. Amen. Well, and so I brought it up the basketball thing. Let, let's finish this this, yeah, yeah. this part so that we can move on with this analogy. Uh, not, it is an analogy, right? It's a, it's a, it's a parable, yeah. but <clears throat> with some meaning meaning for Americans in the 21st century. 
I was in a basketball game, and then uh, everybody remove your cap, to go look at the flag, and everybody put their hands on their heart. And so let's say we uh, we we went and we did that, and uh, I took my hat off and listen to the tradition of Americans that is to do that. Uh, and I did it and I sang the anthem, had my hands, took my hat off, but then came home and burned the American flag. <laughs> Speed on it, step on it, and then burn it. I definitely kept the tradition of America. But my heart, my attitude, Your actions. my it was not there. Well, my ceremonial, my ceremonial traditional action was there, but my heart wasn't in it. Yeah. My attitude wasn't in it. But let's say we go and we get there to the basketball game, and I don't take my hat off, and I don't, and I don't put my hand on my chest, and I sing the anthem, but or maybe not even sing the anthem, but I'm there. I'm praying respect to the flag. But I come home. And then I have a, a flag stretched in my house and I kiss the flag and I honor my life by being good to my neighbor and, and praying for my neighbor and paying my taxes and, and caring for those around me and being mm -hmm. a good citizen. That's what Jesus, I believe, Jesus is doing. He's like, listen, so many times you're so caught up on taking the hat and singing the anthem, but the people are actually burning flags and stepping on their home. Well, someone might not be doing the ceremonial things in front of other people, but come home, it is the best citizen that it can be for their neighbor, yeah. for their country. They're paying their taxes, they're working, they're doing what they need to be done in order to be a good citizen. The attitude of the horde, well, uh, the, 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 the act, those actions, is actually far, fathering the kingdom uh, on earth rather than that one that. Did the ceremonial thing, but when well, and then the, the, the biggest thing you said, and when you said the action of the heart, it's the heart, mm -hmm. it's the condition of the heart, right? And a lot of times we think we, we see like if people see me being traditional, mm -hmm. they see me doing these things, mm -hmm. then you know, I may I might be those things, but mm -hmm. we're far from it, right? Because we're because our. When we're when we're in private, we done, it doesn't happen. Doesn't do those things, and we got to be careful with that too, because that is that is even worse. Because God's word tells you it's better for you to know to not know God's word, but if you know God's word, you still do the same thing. It's even worse. Mm -hmm. It brings responsibility. That's right. Right, and mm -hmm. um, if we we got to be careful with how we carry ourselves and how we do those things, and and it's not about being seen. A lot of times. We want to be seen as being that good Christian instead of mm -hmm. just being a good Christian. That's right. That's you right. Know? And I think that's that lies the dangers of Christianity. Yeah. Right? You can go to church, pray, but then you come home and beat your wife. Well, then that's a problem. That, then that's a problem. So <laughs> That is um, a big problem. All right. So we're not going to spend too much time on the Seraphonician woman since she spent some time. We spent a whole 40 minutes preaching on that. <laughs> 29 boy 29, 29, no, 29. but hey i really like the story that that mark ends a chapter with you know mark ends on a light note you sure. know what i'm saying he, he starts off with kind of like the the, the the battle in a sense but he ends with a healing and uh and a healing of, of a gentile man in a pagan town in a pagan town i talked about that on sunday how oh. how tired uh, yeah. The region of Tyre is, uh, is not a good one. It's a bad one. 
uh, you can go back and listen to it. Um, that's the the region where Jezebel came from. So that well, well, he's back, right? I was, guess who's back in the region? He's back in the region. Where did we? Where was he doing when we first encountered him in this region? Well, he was the legion. There was a demon possessed guy that he was yeah helping now, out, and now he comes back, and and we see that the crowds are eager to see him. Mm. What was the crowds before? Oh, they probably they brought the demon possessed guy who's now clean and he's probably preaching the the heck out of the gospel. Well, over what there. was the attitude of the crowd before when he was there first? Though? Get out of here! Get yeah, out. we don't want you. And now he's back, and they're like, "Whoa, that's cheating!" A couple of things I picked up on this one: the man in this story here, he's confused. So Jesus takes him aside so that they can be alone, mm-hmm. and, and Jesus meets with them and, and he puts his fingers on the man's ears. The signal that the problem of his deafness is one recognized, that he recognizes his deafness. He spits and he touches his tongue to signify the same about his inability to speak. Okay, okay, okay. I know you're serious here, but I gotta make fun of it. Why? Couldn't Jesus have spit first and then put the ears, the hand in the ear? Jesus make the guy hear first and then do the and then go guys like come on man do the other way around why don't you make the guy speak first and then and then make him hear look at the hear first i can hear the guys like just put the fingers on the guy's ear and he's like oh i can't he can talk but he can hear and then jesus i'm sure he's like mm, so you know like i don't want it you know, I'm, I'm joking but uh, why why the order why the ear first and then the mouth I don't know, but I'm well, going I'll talk through to it. I, I, no, I said, but, I, but I, 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 there's a reason I'll tell you why in a second. <laughs> but go ahead. No, no, Sorry, no. I stalked you, and you have a good thought going there. No, no, no. Then he sighs and he looks toward heaven to basically show where the solution is going to come from. And this was a way of communicating to the man that his own prayers mm. were heard, and also they were about to be answered. Mm. And Jesus looks at him and he says, "Be open." And the fact that the man hears and responds is a sign that the miracle has taken place. So I just thought it was interesting that the the order there, like he he acknowledges, it wasn't like like this man was, because sometimes we tend to think like the only purpose was so that Jesus would come and just heal him and demonstrate mm-hmm. what he had, right? So Yeah, and I think there is even a, 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 the way that Jesus go about healing these guys, there is a prophetic activity happening here. I don't know if in your studies you, you, you learn about that. It becomes a parable. Uh, for people that uh, about how God would be opening the ears of the followers of Jesus, the spiritual ears of Jesus' followers, Jesus places his fingers in the man's ear first, which ought to have reminded people of Isaiah 35 5, right? And then our, our, our Isaiah 35 5 it speaks about the, the return of the remnant, those who were saved, the, the remnant of God is the ransom of the remnant. So, mm-hmm. The, the remnant shall return. So he says on 35.5, Isaiah prophesied and he says this. Then, <clears throat> I, I love this whole chapter in a sense. But verse 3 says this. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have anxious heart, be strong and fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the, the recompense, recompense of God. R-E-C-O-M-P-E-N-C-E-S-E, recompense of God. Mm-hmm. He will come to save. And then he says this. That's what this verse yeah. should remind us, verse 5 and 6. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, 
in the ears of the death of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and a tongue of the mood sing for joy, for waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. So that's what I would remind them, it remind of, of Isaiah 35. So uh, he spits and talks the man's tongue, echoing verse, verse 6 of Isaiah 35, Mark's uh, term for Jesus, uh, uh, deep sight and groaning is related to the same word that Paul uses for uh, the spirit groaning on behalf, on our behalf in Romans 8, 26. This is an emotional, uh, emotional Jesus. Uh, from the depth uh, of his uh, sight uh, comes his Aramaic word, Aphata. Uh, and I think it's a privilege uh, to hear Jesus' voice in his own tongue. I mean, Jesus is speaking his own tongue here. He's, he's speaking Aramaic. It's like if I was speaking Portuguese. It, it comes, there's a difference between speaking a different language and then there's speaking your mother language. You know, and Jesus is speaking his mother language and he says, Abri, Abri, hmm. be open. Um, and, and I think as a foreigner, someone who speaks a second language, to hear Jesus speaking his mother tongue, language, native, native, tongue. native tongue, in this uh, verse, it, it, really, it, it, it really speaks of his emotion. And the ears is open and the tongue is released and the guy starts speaking plainly. Um, man, I have been in the U.S. for 21 years, 22 years, and I can't speak plainly English. This guy's tongue is touched, and now he's speaking plainly. <laughs> man, this is a miracle. I need a miracle like this one. There's, there's two healing that Mark concludes here with, and he has it kind of side by side, and both of them, they're healing that was performed for the Gentiles, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and one of them, no touch, no 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 interaction at all he tells a Syrophoenician woman like your daughter is healed and here it's a very physical very very close contact mm -hmm. conversation right mm -hmm. it doesn't mean god jesus will meet you where you're at even if he's not there with you physically mm. you know and i think that's 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 i like these two things i, I love mark i said this before mark is my favorite book of the Bible because his writing is one. He, he it's an action-packed book, but I mean to put those two things in there. Maybe I'm reading too much into that. No, no, me, I don't think so. To me, that's like that's a complete thing right there. It doesn't matter where you're at, in front of me or nowhere close. I'm still with you. I mean, it's about hearing and understanding, man. And I think here you have a lady. You know, they have the Pharisees, they're hearing, not understanding. You have a lady hearing and understanding, and you have a guy who can't hear or understand. But as soon as, you know, just have the opportunity, he opens the ear and, and, and talks the mouth so the guy can hear and understand and speak out of it. I just um, um, I, I just love that aspect of it. I, 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 I'm with you on that. Mark is incredible. Mark is incredible. Yeah, and then he kind of he, he says he charged them to you know tell no not one, tell no not one, tell yeah. no one, right? He's going with that, and they were astonished beyond measure, saying he has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Dude, I love this statement here. People looked at Jesus, 
astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. Mm-hmm. Makes all things beautiful. Oh, man, this is this is speaks of the power of Jesus. Uh, what God is for, what 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 Jesus came to do. He he came not only to do everything well, but but to make everything well. This is a confession. Mark concludes with this amazing confession from the crowds, right? And their confession is this: He has made everything well. This summarizes uh, this confession summarizes and recalls God's surveying uh, acts into this world from creation into now everything is good and he continued to do what is good it is really fathering uh, the the works of god on earth the role of god on earth which is to make things well so the son's work in, in redemption is like the father's work of creation it is done well and leaves nothing to be desired God does things well, has always and will always. God is on the good side, not the yeah. evil side. Yeah, and I think, I mean, that the theological significance of that verse, we, we just read over it, and I think you kind of said already, it echoes back to, to creation in, in Genesis, where, where God did his work and he said it's, it's all well. Mm-hmm. As if he's good. So. But this time, people, pagan people, yeah. I declare, <laughs> it's a confession. It's a confession of faith. Right, and that's why it, I, it, it is a testimony of what they're seeing, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's incredible. It makes you wonder, were these the same people? I mean, the, it's in the same region. The same region. Is I, it the I, same people? We don't know. I but, say, but, but they had to heard about Jesus sometimes oh, by somebody because somebody. Jesus comes to this region and uh, they don't say on verse um, on verse 24, when the, the from here he rose and went away to the region. It doesn't say where from here is. It, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't give him the 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 point of start of his journey. It does tell you where he's going to in verse twenty four, which is the region of Tyre and Sid and Sidon, which I talked about. This is a pagan, not a good place. Um, like I said, Jezebel came from this place. The Phoenicians came from this place. The history against Israel from these people are great, as I said on 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 the on the sermon. I mean, these people were against Jews completely. No Jew would go to this place. Yeah. No Jew would ever think that the Messiah would hide out in this place. No Christians would go to a place like Tyre or Sidon as if you're going to to a strip club kind of deal, <laughs> right? Like it's like you don't go there. This is a place yeah. we don't go there. There's only pigs there. There's only unclean people there. This is this is a pagan place that everything they do there is evil. The Messiah, Jesus, don't go rescue people mm-hmm. in place in a pagan place like that. He, he doesn't go to 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 the to the middle of the crime scene to save someone. He doesn't go to the strip club to save someone. He doesn't go to the to a drug dealer's house to save someone. He does. It doesn't just. He doesn't go to those places. That's what Christians think today. Well, you'd be surprised that you might find God on the most um, unexpected places because He's working there too. Well, that's the arc of this chapter. The where did the where did it start off at? He's teaching, and he's teaching his apostates and the Jews. Mm-hmm. And what does he get? The most mm-hmm. confrontation he has. And then you 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 flip to the end of the chapter, and he's in a place where you shouldn't be. Yes. <laughs> and they're loving it. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. He's performing miracles. Yes. The Jews got in their way. They got they got in his way a lot a lot more, 
And then when we see these things, and, and that's why just the arc of this chapter, it's it's so funny. The people you would expect to be you would close expect to Jesus, accepting the Messiah yeah. and, 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 and and understanding the mission and the vision and obeying but, but, and listening and hearing and understanding they're not no, those they're, who they're, are they're fighting. They're like what? Yeah. Those who are, you never expect to hear from God are the ones understanding parables for the first time without explanation with the case of the lady. And then the people entire receiving, listening and receiving to the teachings of Jesus, the miracles of Jesus, and then coming to believe in him and to proclaim him. It, it, it is crazy. It is I, That's why I love God's word, mm -hmm. right? It's so, uh, you a guy wouldn't make this up. It no, would, a first century mind would write this up because it would be like against all, 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 all odds, all rights yeah. that, that the Messiah, you, for a Jewish individual, for Mark, a Jewish kid, to be trying to write something to convince people that the Messiah, Jesus is the Messiah, he wouldn't put there that the Messiah went to Tyre. They, they the Messiah, the, the Jewish Messiah, the Savior of the Jewish nation, the one who God sent, he came and he hung out with the people from Tyre, who, uh, from Sidon and Tyre, who yeah. has been fighting and trying to kill you for all these times. Like, he, he could make this up, man. Yeah. And Mark does. Well, he doesn't make it up because it's not make up. He write it down. Yeah. Peter was like, dude, I don't. I don't know why Jesus was doing that. Now it makes sense. You got to write it down because that's the story. A lot of them had the Jonahitis. No. <laughs> no. Don't go to the Ninevites. No, that's exactly it. Uh, can, I, can, I, can I go back on something yeah, I yeah, said yeah. here? about? I, and I am not, not advocating that Christians should go uh, to dangerous places or strip club or drug dealing right, places. Yeah, I'm just which, giving which, an analogy that, you know... Uh, God, Jesus finds God, God's in unexpected places. The, he is in unexpected. That's the point. So yeah. don't don't twist my words. In now, yeah. guys are like, "Oh, Pastor Sam said I could go. I'm gonna go pray in the strip club." Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, not I'm evangelizing. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not even. I probably hope that I shouldn't even have dig. But uh, God is found in unexpected places, and I preached on Sunday about that, right? Yeah, faith, faith at times. Uh, is found on unexpected people. It is. So, um, you know, the true faith is found often in unlikely places by unlikely people. And and I think I make my point there on, on service. So, I'm, I don't know. Final thoughts? Final words? Uh, man, I just I just like the momentum of the of well, things are kind of picking up because, you know, we're going to hop into Chapter 8 here a little bit. we got some cool stuff happening. But I just think about Jesus and just he is the greatest missionary who ever lived. Oh, the greatest wrong. missionary who ever lived. He traveled the greatest distance from heaven to earth to bring the good news of salvation. And he makes the greatest sacrifice in doing his life. And, and that's what this book is all about. And that's what we see the Gentile people are getting a taste of. This goodness that comes from God, right? And we'll see as it continues to go on here. But. To me, I really like that. I really like um, the ending of it. Like I said, that whole healing of the blind man and and the healing of the, the woman. God doesn't have to be with you physically, but He's always there with you. Um, mm. You know, I think we need to we need to recognize that. So those are the things that I kind of hang hang into. Um, I don't want to beat up on the Jews anymore. I think we did a lot we of meeting today. Right. <laughs> a lot of that today. Uh, for me. You? Uh, I I I gotta stick with this hopeless 
thing, this hopeless place with hopeless people and a hopeless, you know, uh, salvation came to the Gentile world in Jesus. Uh, and, and so um, I, I just, Jesus is, is coming for people that we don't expect that he came for. Uh, I never expected this would come for me. Uh, I we should all have that idea that I am the unexpected uh, that Jesus came for us unexpectedly. I didn't believe, I didn't think that Jesus would come for me. Living my life the way I live, the things that I did, even today, uh, you know, knowing myself, knowing my heart, I know I, I love Jesus, but some of the things that at times I fell into uh, is just uh, not the most uh, you know appropriate, and so. To know that Jesus came for me, came for you, came for us unexpectedly, I think I just, I just, I don't deserve. And I think that's what I think about here. I'm like this lady, I'm like this deaf guy, I don't deserve. There's no merit of my own in, in salvation. Uh, Jesus, uh, out of his own mercy, uh, came to my world and, and, and brought salvation to my door. And, and, and that just ought to bring humility and humbleness yeah. uh, to walk with God. Yeah, one of the one of the things I, I like about this this chapter specifically, chapter seven, because much of Mark's material will focus on what Jesus did, mm. but in chapter seven, it's filled with what he said, and you know mm. what he said, and you know a lot of his much of the gospel records his miracle. In these verses, we get to hear his message, right? We always hear in the, in, the, in the other chapters, all the miracles he's doing and said he was preaching and teaching. Here we actually get to hear what he said and what he's teaching, what he's preaching and teaching. And what he's preaching and teaching, we need to pay attention to. Sure. He focuses on, don't be a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. Recognize whose law you follow, mm. who you obey, mm. what defiles a person. And he talks a lot about the heart. And I think chapter seven is filled with what he said versus one of what he, there's a couple of miracles, healings in there. But I think this chapter, we get to see that a lot more than we do in other chapters sure. from leading up to. So I thought that was interesting. Cool. All right. Well, that's chapter seven. We've completed <laughs> seven chapters. Uh, we're looking forward to chapter eight. We got a special guest with us for chapter eight. Yes, so, we do. Sam and I will be having that. Hey, we are going to be uh, offering a cool uh, competition coming up here with the podcast. You want to share a little bit about that, Sam? Get people excited? I think we need to name this podcast, don't we, Danny? If we are to continue this uh, past mark, uh, past this series, which I think we, we will. I think we have, uh, we, you have asked, you, the audience have asked if we're going to continue, and we want to. Uh, so we are delighted to, to be able to, to use this platform to continue to talk about God's kingdom, God's word. So we'll continue. But I think we need to name it. Yeah, we need right. to name it. We call it DCC's podcast, but I think we can come up with a creative name for it. Yeah. So uh, the competition will be, I'll come up with a name, then we'll come up with a name, and then you can uh, vote on what name should we <laughs> Don't play favoritism. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't tell them which one I, I like. Yeah, that'd be good. Them. We should just pick a new Just pick the names. Some two names. Yeah, some or or two maybe names. some of you are creative out there. 
before we put the names out for voting, you should shoot uh, us an email or a text or find us on Facebook and tell us which name should we call these too. Yeah. Uh, maybe the names that will just come from what you have uh, shared with us. Yeah. And what we're going to do, we're going to, um, for the whatever name we pick, we're going we're gonna to find a creative way to to do a quick raffle and maybe give away some podcast merch. Yeah, we'll give some podcast merch with the new name and our faces on it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, everybody liked uh, last uh, two weeks ago when I wore uh, the, the, oh, the, the, the merch. The hoodie, yeah. The hoodie, so that was good. Yeah, exciting stuff. So yeah, that's coming. Um, please look out for that. More details to come on that. We really do appreciate everybody who's listening. Um, you know, uh, keeping up with this. Uh, it has been a, a lot of fun doing and learning. And, and what's even better is to hear that people are also excited about it. Yeah, and it's challenging. And that's what this is about. If it if it, if it makes one person grow grow a little bit further in their faith and continue to honor and pursue God, uh, that's that's why we're that's what it's all about for us. Yeah, that's what it's all about. All right, guys. Well, until then, as we say always, be blessed. Have a great one.